Assalamu alaikum, peace be unto you, and welcome to another edition of the Mississippi On The Move podcast. I am your brother, Abdul Shaheed Muhammad, flying solo tonight, and welcome, welcome. Please give yourselves a round of applause, and thanks for being with us once again. Please allow me to start in the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful. I bear witness to the oneness of God, the oneness of his prophets, 
and the oneness of the scriptures that were revealed through them. We thank him for all of the prophets in the scriptures, for Moses in the Old Testament, for Jesus in the gospel, and for Muhammad and the Holy Quran. We do not argue over the names by which God is known, because as spiritually mature people, we should understand that God makes himself known according to the language and the culture of the people among whom he has raised his prophets, his messengers, and his warners. Please allow us to greet you with the greeting words of peace. We say it in the language of all of the prophets of Assalamu Alaikum, which means peace be unto you. Where we're off and running and with another edition of the Mississippi on the Move podcast tonight, we're going to be dealing with the classroom of the gods, uh, which is Let Us Make Man, the classroom of the gods. We gathered in Chicago, Illinois, and uh, there's an article that's quite, quite pregnant and relevant to the time in which we live. And we're going to close out the final hour with Farrakhan Speaks. He speaks to the Ye and Kyrie Irving controversy. So you want to stand around or stick around for that. It's about 53 minutes long. We will play it in its entirety. The Honorable Minister Lewis is uh, Farrakhan's idea, big brother. His beautiful and uh, uh, I don't want to say uncanny, just a beautiful and a borderline divine way, not borderline, really, the divinity of his insight to look into uh, situations and our people have demonstrated and have uh, shown by way of social media, they really want to hear the perspective of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan as it relates to this controversy. And certainly we want to air his words when and wherever and as often as we possibly can. So here on the Mississippi on the Move podcast, we will be airing his words. So we certainly want to keep this in mind as you listen Two words from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, and as you listen to this podcast, always keep in mind, as the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has taught and shared with us, that he who gives you the diameter of your knowledge prescribes for you the circumference of your activity. And we see that whenever our activity is outside of the diameter of knowledge that has been given to us by those who are uncomfortable with us thinking outside of the diameter of knowledge that they give us, you hear a hue and a cry, and you see them move to uh, counteract, to blunt, and to impede whatever progress uh, any one of us among our people or group of us are trying to make for the benefit of the whole. He also taught us and teaches us that <clears throat> a slave is one whose power and authority is ruled over by another and whose sphere of freedom is limited according to the wishes of his master. Another one from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, which I think is so very, very profound. All of them are. But this one is one we've been using recently. And keep this one in mind, brothers and sisters, even as we watch America unravel. Uh, and uh, they are saying themselves that they are fighting to save uh, democracy. And which means that we are witnessing what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad has written in his great seminal work, The Fall of America. Go to www.finalcallstore and get that book. Also get, while you're there, The Secret Relationship Between Blacks and Jews, Volumes 1, 2, and 3, to give you better insight 
and uh, understanding and framework of a frame of reference, if you will, uh, that you can have as you listen uh, to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan or reflect on his words after you listen to them. Get those books, brothers and sisters, and read them. But even as America is falling, remember these words from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. When you see men fall, don't laugh. Learn. Learn because you or you're on your way up. And the things that tempt people to fall, you and I are not free from that temptation, nor from the weakness that will cause us to stumble and fall. When you laugh at somebody else's fall, white or black, rich or poor, your enemy or your friend, you're laughing and opening a way for your own demise when you do that. Because to laugh and not learn, to make mockery, and not to understand is to make the same mistake yourself. And we will add the one from Carter G. Woodson in his great book, The Miseducation of the Negro, where he writes, when you control a man's thinking, you do not have to worry about his actions. You do not have to tell him to go here or yonder. He will find his proper place and will stay in it. You do not need to send him to the back door. He will go without being told. In fact, if there is not a back door, he will cut one for his special benefit. His education makes it necessary. So there you have it. Uh, we have one more, but I think that's enough for us to think about and keep those in mind as you listen to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, which we will dedicate the final hour of tonight's broadcast to. Uh, and we are not desirous of, we just want you to hear it raw and undisturbed and nothing will follow it but the closing of this program, okay? So some shout-outs. We want to thank uh, those that have tuned in, our listeners. You have been so, so faithful. Shout-outs to our brothers and sisters down and down south of me, down in the Mississippi Delta, all the way down to Hattiesburg, coming up back to Jackson and Greenville and Greenwood and down in Tupelo and, of course, in Holly Springs and other areas where our brothers and sisters uh, are present. Shout out to our brother Lorenzo Sims and Sister Shelton down there who are organizing a Stop the Violence rally that is taking place this weekend in West Point, uh, Mississippi, in the aftermath of the tragic police shooting involving Gulfport police and one of our young juveniles, just a 15-year-old child, was shot by police. And uh, we carried the story in the Final Call newspaper, and they will be having a, a rally to rally the community to and uh, calling us to action to not just rally and protest and, 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 and do nothing. We need to respond more effectively when we see these kinds of injustices or poor judgment and indifference towards the, the lives of our people uh, take place, uh, particularly in the Deep South. And it's, it's still as rampant as it has always been just about in the Deep South. The Deep South is just a bit more sophisticated in its manifestation. So, brothers and sisters, before we get going on the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, we want to talk about the feature article. And before we get to that, it's 11 minutes after the top of the hour, right at around 7.30. We will be queuing up the words of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan for you. But before we get to the final call, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back after these commercial announcements. 
Worldwide, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Download the Final Call Radio app and take us everywhere. On your phone, on your computer, on your tablet, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also log on to FinalCall.com and click the Listen Live button. Or FinalCallRadio.com. Final Call, Final Call Radio. The official voice of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam. Come celebrate with us on Saturday, December 17th at 5 p.m. at the Nation of Islam's 4th Annual Prison Reform Ministry Gala at the Multipurpose Center located at 235 North Memphis Street in Holly Springs, Mississippi. Come celebrate Saturday, December 17th at 5 p.m. For ticket information, call 615-484-2377 or 901-506-7306. The Nation of Islam Prison Reform Ministry. Oh my God, what a start. For me, the Prison Reform Ministry represents salvation. It represented to me vindication, um, confirmation. As I began to study Islam under the teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, my thoughts began to develop and my thoughts began to grow as a young man. And it gave me a renewed sense of faith and confidence. It gave me a different swag. It gave me a different level of power. It gave me a different level of hope, something I never knew or had before. Prison reform under the teachings and guidance of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan made me a better husband, a better father, a better grandfather, a better brother to my brothers and my sisters. Prison reform, it took a former drug user, drug seller, alcohol drinker, an abuser of women. It took me from this kind of life and made me into the man that God is making me into. This ministry changed thousands upon thousands of black men's lives in state and federal penitentiaries. This ministry saved my life. My life. My life. Teachers, the brothers was there from the beginning to the end. Every single month, they're there. Now, I'm three or four hours away from their home. And not only that, when I got out of the prison, they gave me a job. I didn't have a car. They said, hey, go pick Brother John up and make sure he gets to the mine. When I first got out, I lived in a hotel room. The nation of the prison reform ministry will raise money to help me pay for my hotel room. This, I'm talking about a follow-through. Not only that, I'm born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri. Put me in a car with his family and took me home to see my family in St. Louis. Now, how come you can't get behind a prison ministry like that, man? This is Brother Eric Muhammad from Muhammad Moss, number 60 in Nashville, Tennessee. I've been a volunteer in the prison reform ministry for over 20 years. I've had the opportunity to see how the teachings of the most honorable Muhammad has changed a lot of people's lives, a lot of men's lives that have been incarcerated, that the institution classified as irredeemable. But once we were able to get in and give them what the most honorable Muhammad has given us, their lives changed. A transformation takes place. We want you to come down 
December the 17th to our 4th annual Prison Reform Gala and meet and see some of these men. Hear some of their stories of how the teachings saved and changed their lives. For more information, call 615-484-2377 or 901-506-7306. What's your source for truth in news reports? No justice, no peace! No justice, no peace! Where do you turn for non-corporate driven news that's fair and balanced? Subscribe to the Final Call News, your number one free and independent news source that delivers hard-hitting national and international news coverage of today's political, economic, and social issues. To subscribe to local home delivery, call us at area code 662-252-8999. That's 662-252-8999. Visit our website at www.finalcall.com. Indulgence Bath and Body Boutique. At Urban Indulgence, we pride ourselves on offering quality, effective skin care. Handcrafted with plant-based, skin-loving ingredients, our soaps and body butters will give you luxurious lather and ultimate moisture. Experience the Urban Indulgence at 3314 Poplar Avenue in Memphis, three blocks west of Poplar Plaza, or shop with us online at theurbanindulgence.com. Theurbanindulgence.com. Mississippi on the Move. Yes, and we are back live here at the Mississippi on the Move podcast. Once again, I am your brother, Abdul Shahid Muhammad. And tonight we will be exploring the feature article from the Final Call newspaper at the first end uh, for the first next, uh, what, 20 minutes? Not quite 20 minutes, really less than 15, uh, maybe about 12 more minutes. We're going to discuss the feature article of the cover story of the Final Call newspaper, uh, Let Us Make Man the Classroom of the Gods, where approximately 3,000 brothers of the Nation of Islam clad, outfitted, crisp and clean in our military brown FOI uniforms while thousands of other brothers who simply were not able to make the trip listened at our various locations throughout the country as the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan gave us our marching orders. But for the article that's featured in this issue of The Final Call, uh, it's entitled, A New Black Man is Necessary in Transforming, Elevating Our, Community, our Communities. Excuse me. And our dear brother, student minister Nuri Muhammad, electrified Mosque Mar Mariam with a beautiful message uh, entitled From Colony to Community. And we must bear witness that we have been functioning as a colony, as a people, simply because if you understand the definition of a colony and a community and the difference between the two, as a colony, because we don't own most of the property or very little or even none of the property, we don't govern or run the politics, we don't control the economics, we control very little to nothing of what happens in our community. Our, uh, our young people are essentially running about aimless and on the street corners and driving around uh, uh, aimlessly 
and their barren lives are essentially not being put to good use. But as the article suggests, a new black man is necessary in transforming uh, the lives or the uh, communities, black communities uh, throughout America. And Brother Student Minister Nunori lifted a, a research um, paper, if you will, uh, that I have heard. I, I first heard it when our dear brother and friend, Student Minister Abdul Muthakir Muhammad, uh, Muhammad Mosque number 55, lifted a study that was done uh, in the uh, uh, Pillensburg National Park at the Game Reserve in South Africa when uh, the, they uh, decided uh, to put a younger group of elephants who had been relocated with only adult female elephants in this particular park. And the behavior of those juvenile elephants drastically changed because it was just juvenile elephants with only female adult elephants. You know, sounds familiar? Hmm, think about it. But at any rate, the behavior of these juvenile elephant elephants began to change for the worse. They became uh, basically rogue elephants. They were murdering or killing the rhinos. And to make this uh, uh, somewhat long illustration just a little short, they realized that it was the absence of the adult male elephants because in the absence of the adult male elephants, the juvenile elephants were violent. They were fighting amongst themselves. They were killing each other. They were killing the rhinos. The female elephants had stopped their nurturing habits. They had stopped being mothers. They stopped all of the things that nature put in those particular creatures to do. So, some scientists, they, you know, when, when they have that kind of problem, their normal response is to go in and kill them, kill them all, get rid of them. They're killing each other anyway. Sounds familiar? Sound like kind of what we're doing. And if you pay attention in this political season, everybody is running and you hear them saying crime is out of control. Crime is out of control. See, that's a dog whistle to send those forces into our communities and indiscriminately and without uh, with indifference, put down the violence in that or kill us really in truth in the name of stemming the tide of violence in our communities. But in this research paper, those elephants in that uh, national park in South Africa, they decided to go and find some of the male elephants that they airlifted the juvenile elephants from and send the adult male elephants into that same park. And before they knew it, over a short period of time, the adult male elephants put the juvenile elephants in check. They began to guide and teach them. Even the female elephants, they began their nurturing ways again, and it brought balance to the ecosystem, and it brought balance back to the elephant population there. So he used that beautiful illustration to show that what's needed in the black community is the adult black male that's in his nature, that's in his, in the knowledge of himself, who is accepting and being himself. And this is what you see many of our brothers striving to do, as you will hear from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And unfortunately, dear brothers and sisters, the reality is someone uh, looks 
at the effort of black men to learn about themselves and come into the truth about who we are, they perceive it as a threat. Well, why is it that every other ethnic group in this country have the freedom to explore their heritage and to express it openly without hindrance? Have you ever wondered? No one takes umbrage with the Italian-American expression, expressing their cultural roots. No one takes exception with the uh, Irish-American, the Asian-American, and any other ethnic group, the Jewish-Americans. Nobody have a problem with any of those particular groups investigating and learning about themselves and promoting self-love and expressing their cultural roots. But when black people do it, it's always a problem. And it's a problem because someone else is wearing our identity. See, an identity theft has happened here. I would say it like this, as the Honorable Louis Farrakhan shared with us one day. He said, one day, lie and truth went swimming. And as they got to the lake, lie took his clothes off and got in the lake, and truth did too. And they swam out. And as they were swimming, lie all of a sudden stopped swimming, and truth kept swimming further and further and further out into the lake. And as Lai watched Truth swim further out into the lake, Lai jumped out the lake and put on Truth's clothes and started heading back to town at a high rate of speed. Truth come up from his mid-stroke and looks and see that Lai and bounced out the water and got his clothes on and running with him. So Truth come running up out the water and he sees Lai's clothes laying there and Truth is like, well, no, I, I can't put on, I can't don myself like a lie. So truth, take off with no clothes on, running after lie. And before you know it, they was running through the town and the people saw the naked truth chasing a well-dressed lie. That's the situation we have. We have the naked truth that's chasing a well, very well-dressed lie in truth's clothes that the lie looks like the truth while the one dressed like the truth is really the lie. The Bible says it like this. They're ravenous wolves in sheep's clothing. So that's what we have going on. And God willing, we're going to end the night with the words of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan to further give light and guidance uh, to this controversy that's swirling around our brother Ye and our brother Kyrie Irving. But the gathering in Chicago was a beautiful one whereby we got our marching orders. You get this issue of the final call. Make sure you get the current issue of the final call newspaper and as well subscribe. You can get you a digital subscription as we just played the commercial jingle. Go to finalcalldigital.com and make sure you support those who are supporting this podcast, The Urban Indulgence Bath and Body Boutique. Make sure you go to www.theurbanindulgence.com. These uh uh, personal care products in the form of soaps and body butters and uh, cocoa shea souffle and body oils. They are handmade on site daily and they are all enriched with all natural raw 
shea butter. So make sure you go visit theurbanindulgence.com. Again, subscribe to The Final Call. And please mark your calendars, mark your calendars for December the 17th, 2022 in the great state of Mississippi in the small quaint town of Holly Springs. We will be celebrating 32 years of service of the Student National Prison Reform Minister, Student Minister Abdullah Muhammad with the fourth annual Prison Reform Gala. It'll be taking place in Holly Springs, Mississippi at 235 North Memphis Street. That is the multi-purpose center. Of course, this December 17th, 2022 at five o'clock. We will be playing uh, the announcement once again before we go off the air so you can get ticket information, what numbers to call if you would like to attend. And all of the proceeds, brothers and sisters, for this uh, undertaking will go to service our men and women. And as it is called the belly of the beast. Why? Well, they don't want to go to jail. Why should we? Why should we have to? Well, there's a scripture in the Bible in the book of Isaiah. I think it's in the 40th chapter, around the 20th, 22nd verse or something like that, where God is saying, this is a people robbed and spoiled. They are all of them snared in holes. They have fallen in a ditch. They are a prey. And none say delivereth. And for a spoil and none say restore. So that's us as a people. We're falling in a snare. The slave experience we've never healed from. So we are hidden, as that scripture also says, we are hidden in prison houses. That's the part I left out. Are hidden in prison houses. And there is none who says restore. So we're right at the 730 hour. We want to cue up the words of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan as he addresses the yay and Kyrie Irving controversy surrounding what many have a lot to say about. But I can assure you, buckle yourself in. Take a good and careful listen at the words and the guidance of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And I am quite confident that you will come away with a new perspective on what is being said and published and the talking heads about our brother Ye, as well as among our people. And you will hear the beautiful, beautiful way the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has a bomb type effect on the entire uh, conversation. So, brothers and sisters, here it is, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, as he addresses the Yay and Kyrie Irving controversy. Greetings to you. I am Brother Minister Louis Farrakhan, National Representative of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. I am speaking this morning to you on behalf of my teacher, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and I am sure that my teacher who is presently on the wheel 
These unidentified by others flying objects that are present in this world to bring about the judgment of God. I am sure my teacher is deeply concerned about what is happening in black America today that is put to of our young men, one, a great basketball player, Kyrie Irving, and another brother who is called a rapper, but he's so much more than that. Brother Ye, and the controversy that is swirling around these two men that is causing, unfortunately, division among a people that can least afford to be broken more apart because of misunderstanding and unfortunately parts of ignorance that we don't see the enemy who is working 100% to bring bloodshed about among us because of the serious nature of what is happening that is causing them, the enemy, to use his influence on those of us who are on his payroll and those of us who have been blessed to be connected to them could be a blessing, but it also can be a cursing. Because once the enemy puts his talons into you, He's reaching for your mind, but more than that, he's reaching for your soul to empty us and make us weak when we could be strong and doing his bidding rather than manifesting the great love that God wants us to show toward one another. 
I'd like to start with Brother Kyrie. What did he do wrong? What did he do? He's searching for the knowledge of himself. He's searching to know who he is, who he belongs to. What is his root in this world? And some of you that are persecuting him are the very ones that took away from him and from us the knowledge of self. You took our language. You took our culture. You took our history. You took our minds and inserted your mind into our mind through your systems. And now God has come to lift us from this terrible condition that you have placed us in. So he saw a movie. He didn't write the movie. He wasn't the producer of the movie. He wasn't the director of the movie. Somebody told him that there was a movie titled From Hebrews to Negroes. That's an interesting title because many of our people don't know anything about being a, he a Hebrew. We know that we passed through something called Negro and the Honorable Elijah Muhammad told us that means someone dead, lifeless, hard, neutral. We didn't name ourselves a Negro. They named us that because they put us in the condition that that name represents. Kyrie and yay, and all of you now that are involved in the conversation. Could you just step back a moment and let's reason together. He saw the movie because of all of the anger and dislike and breaking apart. I said, let me see this movie. And I and my wife and my family, we watched the movie the other night. It was well researched. The people that did it, they had a purpose. The purpose of those people was to show us how we got from Hebrew to Negro. As I watched that, I could see my brother, he's not thinking about hating somebody. He's thinking about learning more about himself because we are tired of being what others have made us. We must become ourselves again. And he was interested 
in that journey and I can listen to him and I can see him and I can see that's the journey that he's on. He's not trying to hurt the nets. He's not trying to hurt the brothers that are playing ball with him. But he is trying to be true to himself. The greatest teaching of the God who came to find us and save us, he said, accept your own and be yourself. That is what Kyrie is trying to do. Find his own, accept his own, and be himself. I heard an intelligent brother, not a foolish man, but a man that has found something that is more valuable for him than being loved as a great, fantastic ball player. So many of you, my brothers, who are former players, and you've been so good at it, and you know who your managers have been, you know who your accountants have been and are, you know who your agents have been and are, you know who the owners of the teams that you play on, whether it's basketball, football, I don't know, whatever it is, you know who they are. And because of your greatness, they have decided that you should become rich. For hundreds of years, they didn't decide like that. For hundreds of years, they loved that you were poor and talented so they could be your managers. They could be your agents. They could give you knowledge. And give you favor. You don't see as God would love for you to see. Because there are forces among us that they are afraid of. They are afraid that you will discover the truth of yourself and them. They don't want you to find who you are because once you know yourself, the next step is you got to rise up from where you are to be yourself and yourself is a noble person, a righteous person, a person that can be labeled the Son of God. The Bible says of us, ye are all God's 
children of the Most High God. So Ye must have discovered something. He said, I am God. People that were interviewed said, don't, don't talk like that. Why? Because you don't want us to identify with God. It's all right for us to call each other, yo, dog, how things going, dog? But each of us, Elijah Muhammad said, when you see a black man, you are looking at God. So the Honorable Elijah Muhammad wanted to give us that kind of knowledge. And he made us to stop using the term nigger and call each other brother, call each other sister and learn to love for your brother what you love for yourself. And there are many black people in America and around the world that are digging at the knowledge of self. Many in America digging at the knowledge of self and sharing what they know. So Irie, Kyrie saw the movie. And he wanted to share it with those that follow him. You know how we've been. You find a reefer and it's good to you. You call your friends and you share your reefer. They're not mad with that. Yo, dog, come on, let's, let's, let's smoke this blunt. You don't say nothing about that. But when they get knowledge and want to share knowledge, they're not talking against you. They work to make you richer as you work to make them some money too. These people aren't anti-Semitic. Every one of them ain't never done nothing against you as a Jewish person. They don't do that. Not one of those do things to purposely harm a Jewish person. The man went to a movie. He saw something that taught him more about himself and he wanted to share it. You looked at his passing on what he thought was knowledge that would sink his roots back in the soil of himself and the God. And you felt threatened by that. Why? Why owners of the um, nets, what, why did you feel threatened? He didn't call you out by name. He just said he, he saw something and he put it up. You called it what? An anti-Semitic trope. The movie is almost a little over two hours. I'm sure there are things in there that you didn't like. <clears throat> but 
But there are many things that you all have written about us that we don't like. You have been the one making us hate who we are and hate our origin in the world. You're the one that made Tarzan and told us that that's uh, part of us. You've done all of this to us. And we couldn't say nothing. You're the one that made a darkie, a little black sambo. And you made us to see that as who we are. Can't you see that we are tired of that? So because I and others of knowledge are spreading knowledge of God, knowledge of self, knowledge of the time, and also knowledge of an enemy. Because we couldn't be in a condition like this if we're all, all of you were our friends. We have enemies. And those enemies have dropped us down in the barrel of waste. We're not around here hating you. But we tell the truth of what we know of what some of you have done to put us in the condition that we're in. Kyrie found something. I want you to say that you are sorry for saying something that is anti-Semitic. And he kept telling you, I can't be anti myself. You didn't want to hear that. You know you came from us. You know that you are not the father of humanity. We know our history and we know yours. We don't like what you're doing to Kyrie or to Ye. And when we see how you want to break him, destroy him, to keep him from saying anything that might enlighten our people, do you know when you mess up his mind like that, he can't play? I saw the man playing ball the other day, and he missed every shot, almost. He can't play with his mind in that state. And when his brother, Kevin Durant, said, I don't like none of this, he's not saying he don't like the movie. He's not liking what you're doing to a man who wasn't doing nothing against you but searching for greater knowledge. And you decided to break him. You decided to put fear into men like Charles Bogley and LeBron James and other black men who have become rich and powerful. You wanted to say, you were saying to them as you were lynching Kyrie, you all better get the point. You all better get the message. 
They don't want you rising up into that knowledge that will make you a real man and not a glorified punk. I'm saying to the ADL, sir, we, we know you. And we know that we know you and you know that we know you. Don't talk to Kyrie by himself. He can go and look at the uh, horror of the Holocaust. Why don't you come and look at the horror of what your parents have done to black people in America and throughout the world? Why don't you come and study and repent of your evil to us? Then maybe we can sit down and have a talk like civilized human beings. Yeah, Ye is not a hater. Ye is a lover. Kyrie is the same. But he wants to stand on a principle. And you see him standing, how intelligent he, are, he is, and the media keeps running at him. With, why, don't, why don't you say you apologize for this anti-Semitism? You did the same thing to me. I've tried to have meetings with you. Let's dialogue about this. You don't want to dialogue with me. You want to dialogue with somebody that you know you can put down because of the power you have over them by giving them a contract and money that you can take from them if they say or do anything that you don't like. This is the day of judgment and justice. These men don't want to be against you. These men are grateful. You brought them out of college and high school and gave them a contract. You gave them a contract because you saw their talent. Haven't they made money for you all? So now you sign them up. And then Adidas comes by and Nike comes by and gives them a lot of money that they don't see. You have them on a leash. And whenever somebody like Kyrie or Ye rise up and you don't like it, you pull the chain. So we run out and dog our own brother because he did something for a principle. You will too. Life is bigger than paper with a white man's image on it. Life is bigger than a nice house and a nice car and a lot of bling bling. 
Life is bigger than an Oscar. Life is bigger than a belt. Life is bigger than something that says, I am the best at what I do. I'm the most valuable player or my team won. But as a people, we are losing. We cannot afford to lose any of you. You are our kith and our kin, our flesh and our blood. And so I wanted to say something to help us to come together rather than break apart. Because it's yay and Kari today. But what they're doing to them is to make you who are in the good graces of them, so you think. You see what we just did? Ye lost $2 billion in a few days. You might wonder, did he really have it? He lost that much that soon? You know when you signed a contract with him. I don't know what's in the contract, but you do. So evidently, Adidas and all the companies that Brother Kanye is signed to or was signed to until Mr. Ari Emanuel told everybody, just drop him. Beloved uh, brothers and sisters, look. Your day is soon coming. I'm asking you stop beating each other up in the public. Stop doing that. But of course, that's what the master wants us to do. There's a slave here that's getting out of place and teach him a lesson. Beat him up. I'm saying to you, don't do that. Call your brother. Come and sit down with us. Tell us about this movie. I understand it, Brother Shaq, Keel, O'Neill. Put it up in his theater. Go see it. You don't want to read secret relationship with blacks and Jews that we f uh, financed, we researched. Yes, sir. And you told me when we sat down. We had dinner together in the home of the Jewish rabbi. I went, uh, others went. I brought some of my people, and there were two rabbis. There was Irv Kupsinet, 
great reporter for the Chicago uh, Sun-Times. And after we had a beautiful dinner together, we, we looked like we were going to be on a page together where the controversy could stop. But the rabbi said to me, this is this love fest that is near the end of the dinner. But then he reached in his pocket and pulled out an envelope and said, but this is tough love. We want something from you. And they said, Minister, we have to watch you over a protracted time to make sure that you've changed. Then we had just put out the first volume of the secret relationship between blacks and Jews. And you all told me, we want you to renounce this book. Because it's a great calumny against the Jewish people. You said that to me. You said to me, Nobody that is deemed an enemy to the Jewish people is ever written of well in history. You know you control much of the publishing industry. So if you write the books, your people are heavily placed in the media. So when you all get ready to dog us out, you call those in that you pay. Then you told me that if I did all the things that you all asked me to do, you would clean up my image. You knew you dirtied it. But I'm not going to beg and bow to you to clean up my image. God is sufficient for me. And God is sufficient for Kyrie and Ye. And God is sufficient for everyone who has been made a millionaire, a multimillionaire, a billionaire. And then you call your man at Forbes and tell them, put it in the book, that there's a new billionaire black kid on the block. There's Miss Oprah, one of the most beautiful women you could ever have as a friend. But now she has something to lose if she's not careful. Careful means you have to guard your mouth. So you used to be able to open it. 
I'm going to do that again. You used to be able to open it. Now when they pull that chain, now you can't find your voice. You're afraid. When fear grips you because you think you're going to lose something that's dear to you so you don't want to venture out because you're afraid. I say this, dear beloved, resist the devil and he will flee from you. To resist means to withstand the action or the effect of. Because if you stand and fight with truth and unity, you'll never lose even what you got. They don't want to be shown up. They want to put fear into you. And they do have power to hurt us. And God has plenty of power to hurt them. So I think I'll stop now. But if you want our brothers to come and sit with your rabbis and visit the Holocaust Museum, why not let one of our scholars come and sit with them? Because we know the Torah, by God's grace. We know the Talmud. And we know you and your history. Yes, Leave our people alone. Leave Kyrie alone. Step back and see what you're unleashing. Stephen A., the other day, he didn't take up with Kyrie in the movie, but he took up that you took it too far. Some others say you buck-breaking because you still are an old, wicked slave master. Yes, sir. Sing for me, nigga. Don't talk dribble, dribble. Well, we're tired. We don't mind dribbling for you if you respect us for who we are. We haven't asked you for nothing more than a decent paycheck for the work that we do to make you a multimillionaire and a billionaire. Leave our brothers alone. Don't try to use what you're doing to Ye and Kanye. Ye and Kyrie, pardon me. So you can keep a muzzle on our great basketball players that have a big contract with you. 
when they reached in their pocket and showed me a, a white envelope with the things they wanted me to do if I would have their friendship. And when they say, we're going to watch you for a protracted period of time. See, we need to watch them for a protracted period of time because we have never done to you and your people what you and your people have done to us. We don't need to go see the Holocaust. We feel your pain because we're really human beings. You don't feel ours. Because to you, a thousand blacks ain't worth the fingernail of a Jewish man. I've read these things. Yes, sir. You want to have a real good dialogue so we can start afresh and anew? Because the old way is not going to work. I told the, the rabbi and Irv Kupsonet, two or three rabbis, Irv Kupsonet, they said, well, you got your truth and we got ours. I said, it's not about your truth or my truth. It's about what is the truth. If we can agree on the truth, we can build a better relationship. Now, uh, I think we should watch you for a protracted period of time before we admit you into our heart as a friend. What about that one? You want my brother to go out and denounce a movie? that is teaching knowledge of self? Why don't you call the producer of that, the writer of that, and make them say that what they did is a lie? It's still in the movie. Don't pick on my brother. You want to fight, we can entertain you. We're all born to die. And at some point, I don't give a skip how powerful you are. Like I said to one of your brothers who had me, and I visited him in his uh, penthouse apartment on Fifth Avenue. And he offered me a drink. I said, sir, I, I, I don't drink. He said, well, you, you drink orange juice? I said, yes. He said, that's me. You listen to music? I said, of course. He said, that's me. Do you go to the movies? Of course, 
occasionally? He said, that's me. I said, sir, I know you're a powerful man. I said, but the God I serve, when it's your time to get out of here, neither your money or your power can keep you alive on this earth one fraction of a second after the decree of death is in for you. So who's really powerful? I'm not bowing to you. I bow to God. And I think we're going to get to that point where our people are not going to bow no more. We'll soon get to that point where your money don't mean to us what it mean to you. When life don't mean more to us than the principles of truth upon which we stand. You're going to meet that kind of black person. You're meeting them now. And more and more, you are making them by what you're trying to do to Ye, what you've done to Ye, and what you're trying to make Kyrie do to get back friendship with you that you'll never give him. Ain't no forgiveness in you. It's never enough. He said, I apologize for the hurt that my going to that movie and advising others to check it out it may hurt. That ain't far enough. You did the same to others. Mm. That's not far enough. We don't like your apology. Tell me something. How many of you would come and sit down and apologize to us for the transatlantic slave trade? You come now. Bring your wife and your children and tell us you're sorry for killing us, raping us, castrating us and enslaving us and making us chattel. Will you come and apologize? Our people can be like you. It ain't enough. See, if we tell you when you apologize, it's not enough. Oh, you trying to pimp us and hustle. No, reparation ain't pimping. Reparation is what we deserve for the pain, pain and anguish that you have caused us to suffer. No, no, no. But you won't do that. You won't do justice by us. That's why judgment is on you now. That's why you can't live a day without another calamity. And they're not going to stop. It's going to get harder and harder because the God of justice has claimed us, Kyrie and Ye, and Durant, and Barclay, and Shaq. We belong to God, not you. 
don't try to use us against each other. If they want to talk to any of you, we'll go with you. You bring your rabbis. You bring your scholars. And I told him, when we look at our book that we wrote, we only quoted your scholars, your historians, your uh, rabbis. So when they asked me to condemn uh, our book, I said, oh, if it's all lies, I certainly will condemn it. But we only quoted your people. So when you come out and call everyone that we quoted a liar and an anti-Semite, all right, then I'll condemn the book. But you're not going to do that. When I told you at the end, I want to be your friend. That's why I'm sitting in your house, eating your food, and inviting you to my house, and we prepared food for you. I would like to get along with you. And so would Ye, and so would Kyrie. But you can't abuse them because you promised them wealth and nearness to white power. I'd like to close this little talk You uh, should be desirous of having, making peace with us. Don't try to buckle us under because of all your power. God can take it away from you in the twinkling of an eye, and he's about to do that. You can come against me, as I said, with all the force and power of what you have, and I will stand on the truth that I was taught and stand with God. And as long as I stand on truth and stand with God, I will be the winner, and so will ye. And so will Kyrie, and so will any of us who want truth in our lives and will fight for truth. May Allah bless you. That listen, may Allah comfort you. May Allah give you strength to stand for truth and righteousness and unity. I close with this scriptural verse. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. 
To resist means to withstand. For nearly 40 years, I have withstood you. Everything you've said and done to hurt me and those with me, I'm here. I've withstood the action and the effect. And I remain undamaged or unaffected by what you do. You know, if I live, I'll soon be 90. You can't wait for me to die. But I can't die until Allah says so, not you. So as long as I'm alive, I'm not going to sit by and let you do what you're trying to do to our people and we say nothing. Thank you to all the brothers and sisters on social media who are standing up like the soldiers that they are. I just ask that you remember our brothers who were caught in the strange net. Why not let us release them? Don't beat them up. Let's release them from the prison of fear and ignorance. And you'll have all of them standing together. Then we all can pool our resources and be thankful for what we've been blessed to get by our association with members of the Jewish community. But we're not going to let you destroy us. We're not going to let you turn us into what will make us ashamed of ourselves. Let us unite, brothers and sisters. Let us declare our oneness with God first and our oneness with each other as long as we are in the right. And if we drift and we are not in the right, we are family. Bring our people back to the table and straighten us out. May Allah bless you. Thank you for listening. Thank Allah for putting that spirit in me as I greet you in peace. And the love and favor of God. I am your brother. And I love you more than life. I want to see us free. Come on, brothers and sisters. Let's stop nibbling at each other to the joy of an enemy. And let us confront with truth and then clasp hands in the unity of the brotherhood and watch God bless us 
to keep on growing and going up. But never let money be your God. Thank you for listening. Assalamu alaikum. Mississippi on the moon. What's your source for truth in news reports? No justice, no peace. No justice, no peace. Where do you turn for non-corporate driven news that's fair and balanced? Subscribe to the Final Call News your number one free and independent news source that delivers hard-hitting national and international news coverage of today's political, economic, and social issues. To subscribe to local home delivery, call us at area code 662-252-8999. That's 662-252-8999. Visit our website at www.finalcall.com. Indulgence Bath and Body Boutique. At Urban Indulgence, we pride ourselves on offering quality, effective skin care. Handcrafted with plant-based, skin-loving ingredients, our soaps and body butters will give you luxurious lather and ultimate moisture. Experience the Urban Indulgence at 3314 Poplar Avenue in Memphis, three blocks west of Poplar Plaza, or shop with us online at theurbanindulgence.com. Theurbanindulgence.com. Come celebrate with us on Saturday, December 17th at 5 p.m. at the Nation of Islam's 4th Annual Prison Reform Ministry Gala at the Multipurpose Center located at 235 North Memphis Street in Holly Springs, Mississippi. Come celebrate Saturday, December 17th at 5 p.m. For ticket information, call 615-484-2377 or 901-506-7306. The National Islam Prison Reform Ministry. Oh my God, what a start. For me, the prison reform ministry represents salvation. It represented to me vindication, um, confirmation. As I began to study Islam under the teachings of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, my thoughts began to develop and my thoughts began to grow as a young man. And it gave me a renewed sense of faith and confidence. It gave me a different swag. It gave me a different level of power. It gave me a different level of hope, something I never knew I, or had before. Prison reform, under the teaching and guidance of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, made me a better husband, a better father, a better grandfather, a better brother to my brothers and my sisters. Prison reform, it took a former drug user, drug seller, alcohol drinker, an abuser of women. It took me from this kind of life and made me into the man that God is making me into. This ministry changed thousands upon thousands of black men's lives 
in state and federal penitentiaries. This ministry saved my life. My life. My life. Teachers, the brothers was there from the beginning to the end. Every single month, they're there. Now I'm three or four hours away from their home. And not only that, when I got out of the prison, they gave me a job. I didn't have a car. They said, hey, go pick Brother John up and make sure he gets to the mosque. When I first got out, I lived in a hotel room. The nation of the prison reform ministry will raise money to help me pay for my hotel room. This, I'm talking about a follow through. Not only that, I'm born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri, put me in a car with his family and took me home to see my family in St. Louis. Now, how come you can't get behind a prison ministry like that, man? This is Brother Eric Muhammad from Muhammad Mosque, number 60 in Nashville, Tennessee. I've been a volunteer in the prison reform ministry for over 20 years. I've had the opportunity to see how the teachings of the most honorable Muhammad has changed a lot of people's lives, a lot of men's lives that have been incarcerated that the institution classified as irredeemable. But once we were able to get in and give them what the most honorable Muhammad has given us, their lives changed. A transformation takes place. We want you to come down December the 17th to our 4th annual prison reform gala and meet and see some of these men. Hear some of their stories of how the teachings saved and changed their lives. For more information, call 615-484-2377 or 901-506-7306. Worldwide, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Download the Final Call radio app and take us everywhere. On your phone, on your computer, on your tablet, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also log on to FinalCall.com and click the Listen Live button. Or FinalCallRadio.com. Final Call, Final Call Radio. The official voice of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam. And we are back live here to close tonight's uh, podcast and tonight's episode of the Mississippi on the Move podcast. We'd like to thank those who are still on for tuning in. Uh, we had a brief glitch. They just kicked us out all of a sudden. But thanks be to almighty God, I was able to quickly get us back in. So we didn't miss too much. But uh, I have recorded this episode, so it will be posted on our website in its entirety, without that interruption, if you would like to go back and listen to the replay. Also, you can go to the Nation of Islam's flagship website. Our national website is noi.org, and you can listen to this message from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. We wanted to use tonight's podcast and tonight's episode to play his words to you uh, in their entirety on tonight's episode of the Mississippi on the Move podcast. Once again, brothers and sisters, thank you for tuning in, and we're going to land this plane for this evening, and we're going to greet you as we came before you with the greeting words of peace of Assalamu alaikum. Mississippi on the Delta where the willows grow, in the soil stained by the blood of my ancestors. 
Mississippi on the 